Hello everyone, you're listening to the Quarter Life Crisis podcast with your host Lewis Thompson. Um, just kidding, of course, you're listening to the Game Dev Origins podcast. Uh, this is episode one, Make It Happen. Um, hopefully this is going to be a weekly thing now, so um, drop by every Monday and we'll hopefully have a brand new episode for you, complete with insider tips on the game industry, how to get involved, how to get in, and any other questions you might have on your game dev journey so come join me and my guests um i hope you enjoy the show all right here goes um honestly i've got no idea um why i'm doing this um i'm kind of going for a bit of a weird time in my life right now where i'm kind of feeling a lot of imposter syndrome and i'm wondering kind of what I want to do and what direction I want to take things in. Um, it's quite a strange feeling for me because I usually have everything worked out pretty well. Um, but screw it, we're we're here now. We're recording. Uh, I don't have a script. I've got a few little like headings of what I want to talk about. But apart from that, um, I'm gonna try and keep this as kind of real as possible. Um, I I think a lot of podcasts sound really too scripted and i kind of hope that you know i don't turn into one of these um but at least let's see how this goes uh and see if i can keep it consistent because consistency is key as they always say cool so um this episode's called make it happen right now i'm sat in my mezzanine above my living room i'm we're in a tiny little uh little flat me and my partner um in the middle of manchester close to where I currently work, which is a uh, Cloud Imperium games. Um and yeah, it's pretty cozy. Loads of washing drying near me, which is like funny. So creating the optimal audio conditions <laughs> via drying clothes and towels and such. Um but yeah the reason it's called Make It Happen, I've got like a light box next to me and like one day I decided to basically put some random inspirational quote in it and it says make it happen. So yeah, you know, rather than spending loads of time deciding what to call this episode, I thought, screw it, we're going to call it Make It Happen. Um, So, if you're tuning in, you're probably wondering, who the hell am I? You know, why am I starting this podcast? Um, So, my name's Lewis Thompson. I'm currently a senior props artist at Cloud Imperium Games, uh, working on Star Citizen. Uh, which is, for those of you that don't know, it's a really, really cool space game where basically you can go from like being on foot um, to flying above planets and crossing galaxies um, without any loading screens and stuff. Um, really, really cool tech involved, and yeah, it's the, like the ultimate space fantasy, really, which I really, really like. Um, so that's where I currently am. Um, previous to that, I worked at Ubisoft, I was a, a weapon artist on Ghost Recon, um, so I got to work on some really awesome stuff there, uh, and previous to that I was at university, so yeah, I mean, what I'm going to do this episode really is just kind of chat about my origins, I guess. So obviously it's called the Game Dev Origins Podcast, um, I thought it would be a fantastic idea to basically make a podcast where I invite guests on, uh, talk about their experiences in the game industry. We can discuss questions um, that you send in to us. Um, 
and also you know what what people have learned in their time how they got in because there's there's a variety of ways to get into the games industry um and when i was going for university i I loved hearing all the different ways um it's you know it's a combination of luck it's a combination of um hard work and skill um but yeah it, it's it's very much achievable if you have the right mindset um and yeah, hopefully this is going to kind of lift the curtain a bit on uh, on the games industry and how to get in. So um, I'm going to try and this this is going to be a raw episode. Like I don't know how to record any of this stuff. Right, I'm using um, the Spotify podcasting tools, and this probably isn't the most optimal way to do it. But you know, I was in the mood to just throw this out there and see what happens. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm very chaotic like that, you know. Um, I don't, <laughs> I will spend either too long planning something, or I will just, you know, go for it and see what happens. So this is this is me going for it, and seeing what happens, and uh, yeah, we'll see what the response is. Um, I'll probably keep this up for a few episodes, um, and then if it kicks off, then you know it kicks off. So I'm gonna go all the way back to the beginning when I was at school. So originally, um, when I was at school, I wanted to be an aircraft engineer. Um, I am absolutely fascinated by aircraft um, and aviation in general. I think jets and planes are so cool. Um, I absolutely love um, like the films Top Gun. Um, love the new one. The new one's absolutely fantastic. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just something I, I think is really really cool. Like I absolutely love planes. Um, I've always loved flying. I remember when I was younger, um, my my mum used to when we go on went on holiday. My mum used to um basically ask the cabin crew if um they could take me through to see the captain of the plane and stuff, and they'd let they'd let you in, and you could like look at all the controls, and it was like it was like a Christmas tree, just lights everywhere. It was like insane. I absolutely loved it. Um. I don't think they let you do that anymore because of uh, safety reasons, but um, yeah, no, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, so yeah, I wanted to I wanted to be an aircraft engineer, so um, I did engineering at school um, as one of my options, and I did I think I did drama as well, which is funny because I'm actually like really shy now um, in front of people I don't know, but um, yeah, I used to do pantomime and stuff like that, so I I, I used to be actually alright on stage and. As time's gone on, I've kind of got worse. Um, but yeah, um, I originally wanted to be an aircraft engineer, um, but my, my kind of options were quite limited. I didn't really enjoy. Um, so, so the options around me were kind of you can go work on cars um, if you want to go towards that kind of en- um, engineering and mechanical stuff. Um, and yeah, I just I, I wasn't really I wasn't really into cars back then, really. Um, I'm a little bit more into cars now. I still say I'm not as much into cars. Um, I like my Formula One now, but you know, it's still like I, you know, someone will mention a beautiful looking car, and I I still don't know the names of most of the cars. Like I know obviously like main ones, uh, like the most iconic ones, but I'm still pretty bad at it. But yeah, um, I kind of I I wanted to go work at like an airfield or something and just around me there was like nothing like that really. Um very limited opportunities to to go and do that stuff. Um so yeah, I, I just kind of that's kind of where the dream died. It was like either go join the RAF out of school and then you know train to be a 
a fighter pilot or something. Um, or you know that that was the option. <laughs> that was it. Uh, so it was really difficult. Um, and basically, I had like during this time I was playing video games because I absolutely love video games and I was very kind of antisocial at school. So video games were kind of I come home and everyone would jump in an Xbox party and that's how I how I talked to people. So um, that's how I made all my friends at school. I was very um, socially inept, <laughs> we'll say. So um, that's how I made all my friends at school. It was through like Call of Duty lobbies and like playing video games, playing on Xbox with with friends and and slowly you know it kind of uh, at the xbox was kind of like an ecosystem right so you'd you'd make friends um with people um join the parties and stuff um and then other like friends of friends would join the parties and you'd get to know them that way and then you'd go in school the next day and you'd start talking to someone that you'd never spoken to before um like they're your best mate because (laughs) you know you had their back in a call of duty match the night before or you were trash talking um and defending them or you know that kind of thing and and i was really fascinated by that because you know that's that's powerful like you it's almost like a the ultimate icebreaker so so yeah um that's how i made all my friends and basically i I just i just loved, loved gaming and i was playing loads of games back then um i got heavily into my story based games which i really loved um and then eventually i started asking the question um what do I want to do with my life? Um, and that was kind of scary because I think as a kid you kind of don't think about it until you get to that point where you're finishing your GCSEs and you're like, oh Christ, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, and it scared me. Um, it scared me a lot. I ended up changing my mind. I didn't want to go into engineering anymore. I, you know, I'd, I'd scratched that itch and I just I didn't feel like there was opportunities around me for that. Um, but where there were opportunities was college. So looking at my college um, options, um, a local college near me, um, they had a game course, which I applied for, but they shut down that same same year, um, which was an <laughs> absolute nightmare. I was like, great, I can't do games now. Um, but then they had um, they had like an IT course, which was kind of an overarching thing. Um, and I, I was really into my computers. I had like a you know, I had like a really basic laptop and I was playing RuneScape and stuff on that. <laughs> um, along with the Xbox. Um, so yeah, I went, I went to college and I studied IT, BTEC level 3 IT. And I basically covered a, a whole range of subjects. So I covered like you know, web development, software development, graphic design, uh, hardware, software, um, networking. 3D modeling was one of them, which I wasn't actually very good at at the time, which is really, really funny now, considering that's my full-time job, and I've been doing it for five years. Um, yeah, and that, that 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 was kind of a thing, and I was like, you know, I'm going to explore my options here. I'm going to see what, what it's like, and uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just see how that goes. So, yeah, I ended up getting like a... So, my, my uncle helped me build my first computer which was like insane i love building pcs super expensive but i love building pcs it's like a best way to describe it, it's just like feels like a jigsaw puzzle um but when you tell people about it everyone's super impressed you know imagine doing like a, a crappy jigsaw it's like five pieces and then going around and everyone's like whoa you must be so intelligent you must know like loads you oh i can't imagine doing that honestly everyone could build a pc like (laughs) 
my uncle taught me like he, he was like an um an IT manager at school at the time and basically he was he did IT as his career for a long time and and he taught me a, a lot so I thank him for that um you know it really got me into the computing side of it and started learning you know all, all sorts of IT stuff um but yeah um two years in college I kind of just went through learning um I did I worked my ass off because I wanted to give myself the best option for university because I realized that's where you know that's where the decision's going to be made and I wanted to keep my options as open as possible um so I kept working and I ended up getting like the highest highest grade I think in all my modules I think two of the modules I got like merit and the rest I got distinction stars out of like the eight I think I did 18 modules or something so yeah I was a proper triad um yeah um and then basically yeah that um I got to the end of college and I was like right I'm, I'm gonna go do game development um and I remember one of my college mates I said to one of my college mates at the time, I don't remember this, but apparently I said this. I turned around to him um, towards the end of um, my college uh, my college year. I, I said, in, in a few years' time, I'm going to be working for Ubisoft. Because I was, playing, I was playing Assassin's Creed at the time, and I loved the Assassin's Creed games back when they were, you know, um, more focused around the Hidden Blade and the stealth and, and that kind of thing, and not kind of arcade with kind of mythological powers like they are now but um yeah i was like you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna be working at ubisoft in a few years and i was like i promise you that and uh yeah i don't remember saying that but apparently i said that and uh, yeah a few years later i did so yeah just from that logic i'm, I'm qualified to do this podcast so you know don't at me um but yeah anyway got to the end of college i was like right i'm gonna go do game development um yeah, hopefully turn this into a real job and learn about what's going on. So at the end of college, my idea of game development was you you open a massive Google document and you just start typing out an idea. And then when you get to the end of like 40 pages, you have a video game. And you give that to programmers or something and they and they, they create this game for you. Which of course is um it's totally accurate. Um no, no it's not. It's not totally accurate. So that that was my idea, at least. I'm just trying to give you kind of a benchmark of like where I was at the end of college, um, which was crazy. You know, um, I think game designers do that to an extent, but they go way further. It's not just a Google document. You know, it's a, uh, you know, whether it be a you know a Confluence page, which is a program we use, um, which is like Wikipedia, but yeah, it links in with like Jira and stuff like that for um, task tracking. Um, so yeah, um, a warning by the way, this is going to be very sporadic and, you know, I'm going to go on tangent quite a bit. Um, if this turns out to be way too chaotic of an approach, then I'll try and structure things more with bullet points and stuff like that to, to help. But, um, yeah, for now I'm just winging it because why not? Um, so yeah, that was what I thought game dev was at that point. Which is it's absolutely crazy because it's not. It's it's way more. Um, it's way more. It's not just one person designing it and doing it. I mean, some studios is, but yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I was looking at my options, and um, what I ended up picking was a game design course um, at Staffordshire University. Um, 
And basically, that was a course which kind of encompassed everything, right? It was game art, it was game design, game production, um, you know, narrative elements, um, what else? Animation, character modeling, hard surface modeling. Uh, there was a lot. There was a lot. It was basically this overarching course because I thought, you know, I don't, I don't really understand the process. I want to learn all about these different roles so that I can then make an informed decision on where I want to take the rest of my life because that's a, you know, a daunting prospect. Um, so yeah, I did that. Um, so I turned up to uni. Um, I will probably go more in depth on this in a later episode. I'm just kind of going to give a, an overview this this one. Um, so yeah, I went to university and. and the kind of gist of it was um, I spent two years of university basically exploring the different options available to me uh, and then the third year was when I decided I wanted to do 3D art mainly um, so basically my final year I, I spent trying to get my portfolio ready so that I could get hired immediately the year after um, which I wouldn't recommend um, for me it was an explorative process um and honestly um if i could go back and do it again i would have made a decision earlier because the art side of things like all art you need to spend a lot of time honing your craft and getting better at it and i still feel sometimes like i'm behind the curve when it comes to art i see like insane um artwork being posted by by people online and you know i think that's part of the territory as well it's kind of scary right because you're always comparing yourself to someone that's doing better. But yeah, I get to the final year and I'm, I'm like, right, I'm gonna, I want to be an environment artist. Um, well, actually, first, no, um, I wanted to be a weapon artist first, but then everyone told me weapon art was really hard to get into and there wasn't many jobs, so I was like, ah, damn, I'm gonna be an environment artist. <laughs> so I tried to do environment art. Um, I was abysmal at it. I did really badly. I didn't understand the difference between prop art, environment art, weapon art, um, I was kind of all over the place and it's a miracle I got a job when I did. Um, so yeah, I kind of, I specialised in environment art towards the end of third year um, and then basically I started applying towards the end of my third year to different places around the UK and I, I must have got 20, 30 rejections from different places. Um, I got a few interviews, so I interviewed at Rockstar um, which which would have gone re I got an art test from them which would have gone really well but um they weren't they didn't actually have a position open they did this weird thing where they were, they would offer an art test and if you were successful you'd get put on a waiting list and that waiting list um was for a job that might potentially come up later um which when I, back then I was like no I'm not doing that like why would I spend 2 weeks modeling you know, doing an art test for a job that doesn't even exist. Like, I might have another art test pop up that I need to do in that time. You know, I had 30 different applications out on that point, so it was like, you know, I was trying to prioritize my time. I was, I was desperate. I was so desperate to get a job and not have to go back to work in a game or, or some other place. Um, I used to work at game during college, by the way, and that's what um, I wanted to avoid that at all costs. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was um it was a very, very, very stressful time. Um so yeah, I, I turned down I, I basically said like thanks for the offer. Um please message me back if there's 
you know, I'll do the art test if a job comes up, but I'm I'm not interested in doing that right now. So I didn't. Um, the the other one I got, so I, I went to Guildford um, to do an interview for a place called um, Edge Case Games. I think they worked on a game called Fractured Space. Um, and that was going really well. I, I actually interviewed for that. Um, but during the interview, they told me that, okay, you wouldn't actually be an environment artist. You would actually be working on like some cinematic content um, in Unreal Engine, and you wouldn't be doing any modeling. And in the, in the interview, I kind of was like, oh, I guess that's okay. And I kind of, I was kind of silly, right? Because I could have had a job like there if I'd have just like gone, oh yeah, that sounds great, that sounds great. Um, but no, I didn't, because <laughs> because um, at that time I had a a kind of I thought I could do better, which you know if you looked at my portfolio back then you would have thought I was crazy because honestly like my ego was a little inflated. Um, I've always had this kind of thing where I I felt I always feel like I can I can perform better than I can if that makes sense. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I got I got basically got a rejection from that and they said you know we, we really liked having you and stuff but yeah we feel like there was someone else better for the position all that jazz um so yeah that was that was fun um the other the final place i interviewed at was well second from final the penultimate um was red kite games so i went there i interviewed i got through the interview process um i went to do basically they have an art test that's two weeks long but they invite you to the studio for a day to work in the studio um, it was really annoying actually because basically they told me they worked in Maya and I primarily worked in 3ds Max. Um, <laughs> and uh, I spent like two weeks learning Maya and then I turned up at the studio on the day that I had the art test and they had, they'd set up a PC for me with 3ds Max and I was like, oh Christ! And I couldn't remember any of the keybinds or anything like that and I just looked like an idiot because I looked like I didn't know how to model that whatsoever. Um, so kind of shot myself in the foot with that one. Um, and then yeah, I did the two-week art test. They said they liked my work, but my texture was pretty pretty naff. So they they ended up rejecting me as well, which was sad, sad face. Um, moving on, um, I I basically ran out of places in the UK, uh, places that I wanted to go. There was plenty of indie studios for sure, but like for me in my head, I wanted AAA like straight away. I wanted to work for a big studio, um, you know. And it it got to the point where I ran out of studios that I considered somewhere where I'd like to work and, and stuff that I was interested in. So I started applying abroad. So um, I actually applied overseas at Ubisoft um, in Romania. Um, there was an ex-staff graduate that worked there called Morgan. Um, she's my friend to this day. Um, and yeah, um, she put in a good word with them, um, which got me um, my foot over the door. And basically I went through the interview process there. So I had two interviews. Um, I did an art test. Um, and it was actually during the week of my graduation. I took a day off for my graduation, but I was midway through an art test, and I was like, I've got to go home. I can't celebrate right now. I could be on to something. Um, and yeah, the art test was successful, and I eventually got hired as an environment artist at Ubisoft in Bucharest. And the interesting thing about this was um, I basically got relocated over there. I moved over there. So brand new country. Um all by myself which was terrifying but honestly it was a uh, life-changing it was really really good for me um yeah i basically went over and um yeah i turned up on the first day met my boss met my team they were all lovely um i missed them very much um 
and yeah, my boss, uh, my boss introduces me, and he's like, yeah, yeah, so I welcome him. Um, this is um this is the team and stuff and I'm like yeah awesome awesome he goes here's your desk you want to set up your PC and we'll get we'll get going I was like awesome yeah let's do it and then I was like hang on <laughs> I don't even know what like I literally arrived I didn't even know what project I was working on at the time there was like three projects uh, going on um, I think it was Watch Dogs Legion um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint and what was the other one? I think it was Assassin's Creed. It was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It was the Greek one. And I was like, what the hell am I working on? Um, and he's like, yeah, um, you're working on Ghost Recon. And I was like, yes, nice. Like, that sounds awesome. And he was like, also, you're a weapon artist. And I was like, what? <laughs> Basically, at Ubisoft, they, um, Depending on what studio um, you go to, they have different positions. Um, and in in Romania, um, environment artist can basically mean prop artist, vegetation artist, weapon artist. It can mean a variety of things. They put it under one kind of generic label. Uh, the reason they picked me was because not because of my environment work. My environment work was there, but they said they picked me because I had a weapon on my portfolio and it was it was pretty good. Um, it wasn't pretty good. It was actually awful. Um, but the thing is, if you go and work in a country that doesn't have an amazing um, education in the field that you want to work in. So, for example, in Romania, there's one, I think there's one games course. Um, and that was one that we started when I was there and I actually taught in. Um, but yeah, until until that point, it was very, very, um, it was it was kind of just traditional art. So... They don't really have any kind of 3D um, art courses out there. Whereas opposed to the UK, the UK has loads. Like every single uni almost has like a, a 3D art course. So you imagine the amount of people coming out of those courses. Um, nightmare fuel for, for job hunting in the UK. And it's still the same today as far as I'm aware. Like it's getting, um, I think the education in different places is getting better so for example Romania I know has a few art game art courses now um, Ubisoft works directly with the universities over there to basically help out with that <clears throat> but yeah when I came out of uni it was a uh, yeah it was definitely a uh, they definitely didn't have many people over and that's kind of what I took advantage of to get my foot in the door right so I worked out in Romania for actually two years I came back when the pandemic hit because honestly it was terrifying um, but yeah, um, I worked there for two years, um, learned a hell of a lot, and you know it wasn't amazing pay whatsoever um, because it was in you know remaining currency. But the experience I got was like way worth it. You know, I was I was living paycheck to paycheck in in um, in Romania, but um, when I came back to the UK, it allowed me to basically jump straight into a mid-level job um, at a much higher salary. I think my salary like doubled or tripled like it was insane when i moved back to the uk and worked at cig um and yeah going on from there so i, I worked at ubisoft two years weapon art um did a bit of environment art there as well um and then i moved to the uk to cig uh where i became a mid-level props artist uh and then yeah almost i think it's almost been three years now um but i've worked my way up the ranks so i've gone from prop artist two to prop artist three um and now i'm a senior props artist in those three years um and i help run the interactables team which is really awesome <clears throat> but yeah that's basically 
kind of a kind of brief look of how I got to where I am now. So if I'm reading this browser right now correctly, it's saying that I've only got 30 minutes maximum recording time. So I'm definitely going to try and find a way to to basically change change it up and uh, record it myself. Um, but yeah, I'm going to start kind of summarising now, I guess, and try and sign off. But yeah, that's kind of my story in a nutshell, really. There's obviously a lot more nuance to that, and we can definitely go into more details if people have questions. Um, but yeah, that's that's my story. Um, and I'm going to try and get some more guests on to tell them, uh, to tell you their stories. So, you know, I've got a number of 3D art mates who, who can come and give their two, uh, two cents. Um, on on how to get into the game industry and how they got there, there's there's a variety of different ways. Um, but yeah, hopefully this is a cool little look into at least one of those ways, um, and and the kind of route that I took. Um, so I've actually set up an email address for this, just to see if it works, um, just to see if people are interested, uh, and that will be down in the description below. But the email is basically gamedevorigins@gmail.com. If you have any questions or things that you want answered within the next podcast, um, if you send an email there, um, and what what I'll do is I'll I'll try and basically prioritise um, the kind of topics of the podcast. Maybe ask the guest that comes on that week to basically uh, answer some of those questions from their perspective, and and hopefully um, we can start to kind of demystify this this awesome but you know strange industry uh and yeah that's it really um so thank you for listening um i've been lewis thompson and this is the game dev origins podcast share with your friends uh and yeah send me any feedback thank you very much if you're still here i just want to say i really really appreciate you listening to the end um this is a new thing for me and hopefully it's going to grow into something really cool and helpful for for not only you know people in the game industry or people interested in it but also um students coming up through the education system who want to get you know a job in this creative industry so thank you so much for supporting me i really appreciate it um if you enjoyed the show please give it a share on your social media um send it to your friends anyone that you think that might be interested that would like to listen or could benefit from what we talk about on the show um please 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 uh send it away and uh Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. See you later.